This is big and bold, but this has some crazy sweet to it. I'm not just talking about Fingers Malloy. No. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke, Tony Katz, Fingers Malloy, where we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, and smoke the fine cigars from Barrel Craft Spirits. It's the Barrel Dovetail Whiskey. Now, I happen to be a fan. I've done this one before. Happy to be doing it again. The reason this is such an interesting bourbon, and you're going to find that you're going to want to try this before you buy this, is that at 61.9% alcohol by volume, this is basically 124 proof. This is 124 proof. This is a big, big pup. But it is finished. It's finished up in rum, port, and Dunn Vineyards Cabernet barrels. So there is a lot going on. When you have a bourbon, a bourbon follows specific rules. And no, it doesn't have to be from Kentucky. A bourbon has to be 51% corn. It has to be aged in first-use charred oak American barrels. And then it can only have water added to it to bring down the proof. It can't have anything else going on. So this whiskey is finished off in, in these different kinds of casks. And one of the reasons why you have it, say, barrel dovetail whiskey as opposed to uh, uh, just a, a bourbon, right? That's because it plays in these different ways. It has two things, big strength, and it has this really peculiar kind of fascinating sweetness to it. We take it to the nose. We always do it neat and then bring it to a cube. And then we, you know, because when you bring it to a cube, when you bring it to, to water fingers, you open that thing up. You give a lot of those flavors that come from the wood a chance to kind of grow and build. You're doing the nose right now. Where are you at? Dark fruit right off the bat. And How a sweetness. sweet is that? that, it's, that it's that rum. Yes. It's that rum. It's the, almost that cane rum feel going on. I will admit the nose is a bit strong. It actually, at the very end, it hits a touch medicinal in the back of the sinus, right? So I'm talking about the front of the nose and the back of the nose. Don't think the sinus is something fancy. I didn't invent anything there, right? You didn't invent the sinus? It turns out somebody else is on it. But there's this big rum on it, that molasses kind of thing uh, going on, uh, and then... You get a, a, just a, for me a touch, and it could just be the more the alcohol hitting me on the back of of the nose there. But it is very very nice, very very nice. You ready to do this? I could make a candle out of this. Seriously, how about some it essential oils? Like Can you do that as well? <laughs> it does. Does it does it does it have tea tree oil? Does it have tea tree? <laughs> no, it doesn't. Go for it. He's right, taking the sip. Right, I'm gonna let fingers when I do this first. He's taking the sip. We do it neat. It's 124 proof. It's some strong stuff. I've never seen you have that kind of reaction, though. Wow. Okay, there's, oh. a, there's a lot there. Hold on a second. I'm going to do mine. I'm going to do mine. You, you, you explain what you've got. Okay, first of all, you, you do get the strength because it does give you a sting on the front and the back of the tongue. The, the it really does. The Oof. fruit, it, it's, it's not overwhelming, but it is a strong oh. fruit flavor. It's very, very oh. good. Oh. Oh, I, oh, oh, I'm very God. impressed with I this. I forgot. I forgot. I have recommended this to other people. I have forgotten how absolutely love lovely this is. I think one of the best reviews I found out of this was from thewhiskeyjug.com, and they literally said on the ballot, on the palate, like a wine and rum cocktail. That's really, really close, but it still has that kind of disburment undertone. But the top line is the dark fruits. 
is that that sweetness of almost a touch buttery uh, going mm-hmm. on. I don't get an overly spiced thing because I, I get the, the the fruit is doing it more for me. But now that it's been down for a little while, no burn in the mid chest, no burn nope. in the lower chest, in the throat though, for sure. I get a touch of like a like a baking spice going on as as I breathe it through, and it's not syrupy. And when you when you swirl it in the glass, which you would think it is based on everything we're describing, exactly. This you already moved it to the cube. This is one of the rare moments where I'm like, I think you have to. Oh wow! I think you have to move it to the cube. Now we do a big rock. I prefer a sphere. But we're here at Blend Bar Cigar in Indianapolis, Indiana, where we often record uh, BlendBarCigar.com, and they do big rocks here. The, the big rock, I put it on the big rock, and there was just a touch of melted water at the bottom. Uh, and it really brought out the spice. Right. There's a spice to it that I didn't get on the first sip when it was neat that really came out. Oh, this, is, this is outstanding. Now, here's the interesting thing. This retails... MSRP at $100 a bottle. What's so strange about this is that it, it I, I'm, I'm, for the flavor profile, it's not in my liquor cabinet. In that, I adore it. If I was out, I would get one. But I don't think this is for me an everyday drink. This is a gift drink? Yep. Holy mackerel. For somebody who knows and really appreciates and wants to try... For something that, you see, normally when we find things that have more of those dark fruits, right, and have some of that sweetness, it really works for the whole table, right? So you've got men, you've got women, you've got people who aren't used to bourbon, you know, and it's got a little more sweetness. It, it certainly helps. This is too strong for the whole table. That doesn't take away from the fact that it is sens- it's sensational. I think it's the first time I've used the word sensational on the show. I adore it. But dumb as that sounds, for the amount that I would drink it sparingly, it's not in my it's not in my liquor cabinet. I would rather go out and get it to denote that it's that kind of an occasion, and just do a couple of ice chips and let that melt in there. And I wouldn't be afraid to nurse this for well over an hour. Well, there have been several occasions on this show where we have had a very strong bourbon, you know, over one hundred and ten proof. Uh, right. This is 126, I believe. 124. 124. Uh, a lot of times when we have a stronger bourbon, it's not as complex as this is. This is bringing a lot to the table. Yeah. Uh, I've said in the past that I don't really like to spend more than $60 on a bottle of bourbon. You've, ra- you've raised your price. Did you get yeah, a raise? It was, it was, it was $50. Are, have you been dealing? Uh, well, you know, I'm starting to enjoy the finer things in lifetime. Oh, is that right? Yes. Uh, this right here. You want to tell people what you're wearing right now? <laughs> I've got my best Harley t-shirt on. <laughs> and I, I ditched the... Uh, By the way, how Harley Davidson is not a sponsor of the show. What kind of Harley do you have, Fingers? I have a 72 Electroglide. It was a former police bike. And you've, and you've redone it? In uh, terms it was of- redone before I bought it. Oh, okay. Yes. And you ride it? Not right now. It's in the it's in the garage. It needs some electrical work done because it's a seventy two Electroglide. <laughs> but they, but you're right. They should. But be all you wear is Harley. It's all you wear. No matter where you go. No matter where we are. No matter what events we're doing. It's fingers Malloy and the Harley stuff. So uh, come on, Harley. Let's go to work. Yeah, nothing but the best. But this right here is a at at that price point. I would buy it. I would buy it, and it would be 
for a special occasion, for some friends I care about, family I care about, come over. We'll enjoy this for the holidays. No, will it be an everyday drink? Not no. at that price. And, and that that, is, that's the difference between you and me, and that's the difference between palates, guys. Do not think you need massive proof to get massive flavor. The larger proofs are not my speed most of the time. But this, every now and again, is just a way to kind of excite the taste buds, kind of get you an okay. There are people really thinking and creating out there. No, it's not the purest way because of, of how it's done with the, with the Cabernet and the, and, the, and the rum casks, but it is worth your time. It is the Dovetail, Barrel Dovetail Whiskey. Check it out for yourself. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. So maybe it's coronavirus that's making me think that holidays are coming faster or, or, or somehow the, the stores are stocking in a weird way. But Halloween in August is like already upon us. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke, Tony Katz, Fingers Malloy, the podcast at Apple Podcasts, Eat, Drink, Smoke, write a review, leave a five-star review. And it was, it was this news story that, that Brock's, you know, the candy people, Brock's, mm-hmm. B-R-A-C-H-S, they, they, make, they make the candies corn. The worst candy in the history of mankind, candy corn. They now make a Thanksgiving dinner candy corn. Oh, dear like, God. like stolen directly from Willy Wonka. You can get the turkey and you can get the gravy and you can get, get the green beans, right? You can get it all. I looked everywhere to try and find some that we can try. Could not find a bag. Oh, that's a shame. When we, <laughs> when, when we do, Fingers Boy, uh. you are absolutely going to try it. But I bring this all up. Because it's true that Fingers and I each have quirks. We all have quirks, guys. We all have the things that work for us. As I often say, we all have a fetish, right? Everybody has got their thing. Well, one of the things that Fingers Malloy finds unconscionable is pumpkin spice. He has... It's, it's not rational at all. I'm not even making eye contact with him while I have this conversation. We sit across from each other when we do the show. He cannot stand... Pumpkin spice, the love of pumpkin spice, the all things pumpkin spice. Dunkin' Donuts is saying that their pumpkin spice lineup will return August 19th. Communists. <laughs> communists. Filthy <laughs> communists. I cannot believe it's August. It, we're talking, it, it's August, and we're already doing pumpkin spice. And the thing is, look, I like pumpkin. I He's like pumpkin so bug eyed. I like pumpkin pie. Stop! Pumpkin pie, pumpkin bread, that's great. Pumpkin coffee, oh, pumpkin whiskey. Uh, pumpkin-y, pumpkin, pumpkin, Wait, pumpkin. you just said pumpkin, right? Pumpkin. When you say it too fast, it sounds like something else. No, And I don't pumpkin, want to get thrown off the air. Pumpkin, <laughs> I said pumpkin. <laughs> I don't understand the pumpkin spice lifestyle, Tony. They are going to have the signature pumpkin spice latte, available hot or iced. Chai latte drinks. They will also have stuffed bagel minis. I guess that's with bacon. I mean, I, I, with, with pumpkin, because they also have maple sugar seasoned snacking bacon, which I've tried, and they, they need to redo that. They need to rethink that. It isn't working. Well, that, that's it. And steak and cheese roll-ups. But they're, they're bringing the pumpkin in August. This is, this is weird. Have people lost track of themselves? Right, we used to make fun of this. People like, oh, I, I haven't changed sweatpants in nine days. I don't know what's going on anymore. I actually think people don't know what's going on anymore. They're totally out of touch. 
Is it March? <laughs> it is. It is. And the year is 1843. <laughs> we went back in time. No, it's true. It, the young was, man named Lincoln is going to do great things, I tell you. Great things. Right? Day, no, days feel like weeks, and weeks feel like months right now. I was talking to a friend who lives in Virginia. Everything's closed in Virginia. And she is still? Oh, yeah, she's stir crazy. She's like, I, I can't do anything. I, I don't leave the house because, uh, you know, some things are open, but it's not worth it. And everybody's in masks, and I don't feel comfortable in a mask. Everyone is stir crazy, and time is just dragging. So I think this may be a situation where you're already seeing government officials saying, well, we're not sure about Halloween. Eh, maybe if there's Halloween, if, there, if there's not Halloween, they're already talking about just scrapping Halloween altogether. How do you scrap Halloween? I don't know. Yeah, they're but, already wearing masks. Right? So it's right? <laughs> exactly. You're so, putting your hand into the bowl of candy. Right. So is this uh, a way to like okay, we're going to get as much pumpkin revenue out as possible because maybe there won't be as much uh, festive feelings about Halloween I and the holidays. I do think that people are screwed up. But now we This is not a conversation about whether or not you should wear a mask and the no. efficacy of masks. I'm not I'm not playing. But in Wisconsin, they state agencies I'm sorry. I'm sorry, my Wisconsin folk. Wisconsin state agencies are now saying for Zoom calls, you have to wear a mask. I agree with them. You're in your home on a Zoom call. Why would you have to wear a mask? You don't want to get a computer virus. Thank you. I'll be here all week. Try the fish. How desperate were you? (laughs) How desperate were you to do that bit? This, it, aren't. It's like they don't notice that we notice. We notice. We know this is ridiculous. We know that that's nonsense. In your house, on a Zoom call, you have to wear a a, a mask? We're crazy. Well, I could see the positives in it. No, you can't. Oh, sure. You You don't have to worry about shaving. You know, the ladies, they don't have to to put on their face. They also don't have to worry about shaving. (laughs) Right? This is... this is like, I, I, I despise the concept of make-believe. I despise the concept of pretend. And what I really can't stand is the concept of do-goodery. Like when, when, when people think that because they're in a certain place, they have to act a certain way. You're the same person you were when you walked in. Don't, don't put the affect on. It's, it's one of the reasons I love cigar lounges because none of that exists. You know, no no one walks into a cigar lounge and pretends that they're Winston Churchill. <laughs> that has never happened. Speak for yourself. Right? I do it all the time. But fight them on the beaches. <laughs> yeah, no one has ever. Maybe someone said that. But no one's ever done that. It's just nonsense. The, the pumpkin thing is kind of interesting, though, because it goes to the idea of trying to figure out where the market is and where they can grab the market. Because we are, they're a Steinmart just announced they're they're going yeah. uh, bankrupt, right? Men's Warehouse bankrupt. That that I think it's tailored brands uh, is is that company. More and more of this is going to play out, and it was companies that were either on the edge and they knew it was going to be the end, and this just did it to them, or they used it as an excuse, or they really just they never stress tested for this, and people are not going out the same. I actually thought that when things opened up even a little bit, the, the, the food places, the restaurants, that would take a little bit more time. No, it's starting to take everybody a little bit more time. I don't know if we've done irreparable damage, 
like it will never be the same. But things right now are not the same. Oh, they're not going to be the same. You look at there was a piece in the New York Times a couple of days ago about what's going on in Man- Manhattan with retail and many businesses saying, well, we're not coming back. You've got the, the flagship for Victoria's Secrets. They, they've been closed for, for a while now. Their rent is almost a million dollars a month. Businesses are going to start reevaluating whether it's worth it to be in places like Manhattan where it's so ridiculously expensive to do REI. business. REI. REI, which does, you know, the, the, the camping gear, right? You, 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 you've, you've seen it and you're like, yeah, I can't afford that. I, I can't afford that at all. They and, and the people on KGTK can absolutely vouch for this uh, where we're heard uh, in the Seattle-Tacoma area. Um, they said they just built a corporate headquarters. We're giving it up. <laughs> we're giving it up because people are going to telecommute. They're going to work from home. What do we need this big headquarters for? I don't know if any of it has to do with the, the violence that's been going on in Seattle. Right? I'm curious to see what businesses in Portland are going to be doing. Right. But they just had a whole series of riots in Chicago. It was awful. It, they had just rebuilt the Magnificent Mile in terms of replacing glass and everything else, and it happened again. And you got to wonder if they're going to say, just like you're talking about New York, what's the point of coming back? Right. What's the point of, of rebuilding just to get destroyed and... The pumpkin thing, I think, is to capture a market the best they can and get people interested again. That's where I think it's at. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Eat, Drink, Smoke. It is your bourbon cigar foodie radio extravaganza. Make sure you never miss it by downloading it at Apple Podcasts. We've been reviewing the barrel from Barrel Craft Spirits, the Barrel Dovetail Whiskey. This is 124 proof. This thing is finished off in... Port rum and Cabernet barrels. It's a hundred bucks a bottle. That's the MSRP. It really is something else. It is a lot of flavor going on with that little bit of that bourbon kind of underneath, but the sweetness from the rum, the molasses flavor, those dark fruits. I'm, I'm telling you, every sip I take of this, I feel like I've gotten a hint of something different. At one point when we were going to break, uh, I had been on the cube for a little while, and it, I took a sip of it, and it was like, this tastes a little bit like eggnog. Yeah. You know, it, I've gotten several different notes out of this. It's it's very, very good. I actually just took, because we put it on a big rock. We start with it neat. We put it on a big rock. I actually took the big rock out, because it's enough. I, I want a little bit of water. I want a little bit of chill, and that's it. It's not necessarily in my liquor cabinet, not because I don't like it. I enjoy it immensely. Not an everyday drink for me. But going out, getting the chance to really nurse it, work it, let it kind of develop, this is an hour, hour plus of a sipper for me and does the job beautifully. Especially if it's an after-dinner drink and if you're someone who likes to have dessert or something uh, sweet but you don't necessarily want to get a dessert, you look at this, This it, it, it does a little something for your sweet tooth. I think this is an outstanding after-dinner drink. It is something very, very good. Barrel Dovetail Whiskey. Check it out for yourself. It is time, Fingers Malloy. Did I introduce us? I'm Tony Katz. That's Fingers Malloy. It's time for News of the Week. Tony, as you know, people are starting to get a little crazy about the masks. As we have discussed. Let's go to the state of Michigan, where a man got upset when he was offered a free mask at a Highland Park liquor store. Um, and he left the store 
with $1,000 in damages to the store. The owner of Azo Liquor Store in Highland Park says a man created a mess inside his store after he got turned away for not wearing a mask. And that customer's disturbances over the face coverings are becoming more and more common. So there is a hotel where a guy is checking in, and the hotel requires a temperature check. So the, the, the guy working, the, the front desk clerk, and, and the whole thing is on video, but you don't hear the sound. Uh, and is like, I need to do a, a temperature check. And the, the, the guest checking in is infuriated, <laughs> infuriated, and goes to walk back to his car and, and then comes back and takes one of the stanchions, you know, like what holds the velvet ropes, mm-hmm. and throws it at the clerk. Throws it at the clerk. The clerk's like, you're crazy. You're nuts. The guy then comes behind the desk to get into a fight with the clerk and punches him. The clerk beat the snot out of him. Beat him so deliriously that the girlfriend or the wife of the guy checking in comes to get him and brings him back to the car. Now, the mistake made is that the clerk walks to the car and is still berating him. Uh, When the crazy guy leaves your place, you let him leave. The greatest rule all bartenders, all bar managers ever need to learn. Once you've got the problem outside, leave them there. That's right. Don't go follow them. Don't go start in a fight. You don't have to stand there to prove how tough you are. Just, just, it's done. It's over. Once you've got them out, they are out. Do not then instigate. I was once running a bar where a guy had had to go. And so the bartender got me. I was the manager. And I, I said, you had to go. Um, and we're, we're, we're talking. And he's, you know, talking back to me. And the bartender starts getting tough. The bartender's behind the bar. I'm the guy two feet from, exactly. the, from the angry dude. Don't be starting a fight that I have to finish, you lunatic. That's just, people do that all the time. There comes a moment, just stop, stop your mouth yeah. and get it done. The people who get angry and cause fights because they have to wear a mask, worst people in the world. Well, this is absolutely crazy. The guy walks in, and he's in Michigan, first of all. So we have long discussed on this show what's been going on in Michigan and uh, the executive orders. And, is it and still how, as bad as it was? It's pretty bad. So he should know that there's a mask order. The The, the businessman, he, he walks in and the guy puts a plastic bag over his face. The liquor store clerk, I believe, may even be the owner, offered to the guy a free mask. Said, you know, you, know, you can't use a plastic bag. Here's, here's a free mask you can use. And that set this guy off, threw two bricks through his window, tried to get into uh, behind the counter, but it was encased in some sort of safety glass, and the door was locked. They offered him a free mask. Here you go. Come on in. Just You have to wear this. And that set him off. It's Again, this goes to the idea people lost their minds. And, and I'm, a, I'm a beyond freedom guy. One day we'll get into where I really think freedom is. Um, but if a store says wear a mask, you wear a mask. If a store says you wear shoes, you wear shoes. If a store says you have to have a collared shirt, you wear a collared shirt. They, this is the way it is. They get to have rules. Now, how do I feel about government mandates? Well, that's, or you know, your city, your state, or municipality, that's a whole different thing. The store can have rules. And if there is a state mandate, well, you gotta you gotta figure out how you're gonna fight that. And if the store is following it, the store made a decision to follow it, etc. You have no right to then attack that store. 
I only hope the guy goes to jail for forever. Yeah, me too. And don't take it out on the clerk, because most of the time, this is either mandated by the governor of that state or it's corporate policy and all this person is doing is following policy the place that i have always when we talk about this right we take law and we put it into the hands of the strangest people so here we have a mask mandate let's say in a state or rules from the from the corporate office that you have to wear a mask and the guy making 10 bucks an hour he's in charge of enforcement in the same way that if you go to a convenience store and buy a pack of cigarettes, the person behind the counter who may or may not be making $10 an hour is in charge of checking IDs and determining your age. <laughs> yep. And if they get it wrong, they get fined. That's crazy. If, if, if a state wants to say you have to be 21 to buy a cigarette or 18, or they, I think they changed it to 21, um, let them put people there. Let them put people there to check the IDs. Because if, if the clerk at the local Circle K <laughs> is allowed to be basically play law enforcement, that's, that's a messed up society. I don't know why we have ever allowed this. It is beyond understanding. But taking it out on those people is disgusting. And I don't, find, I don't know anybody who disagrees. I'll tell you what else is disgusting, Tony. Instagram is accused of illegally harvesting people's biometric data without their knowledge or consent in a new $500 million class action lawsuit filed against Facebook, Instagram's parent company. So biometric, you mean they're, are they taking a look at your face and then utilizing that data? The lawsuit, Whalen versus Facebook, claims that Instagram has a face tagging tool that uses facial recognition to identify people and create a face template that is stored in its database. Yeah, okay. So Facebook owns Instagram, and Facebook um, offered $650 million to settle a lawsuit that was like it that said Facebook's photo tagging collected biometric data without users' consent. Facebook is a very weird tool, and Zuckerberg's a very weird guy because in Facebook, you don't realize that you, the user, are not the user. You are the, um, you're the business, it is your data that then gets sold. Everything else you do on it, that doesn't matter. The customer is, is the business that buys your data. It's, it's amazing how, how that works. But yet Zuckerberg's been the only guy on, on the free speech conversations when we talk about social media platforms who's like, well, listen, we're not going to tell people they can't speak. Now, they do take things down, which I think they're wrong to do, unless it's a call to violence, right? Yeah. I, I don't think it should be taken down. Again, I'm a real free speech cat. But if Instagram is doing this, yeah, pay up. Pay up. And I'm not even sure that 500... Oh, I'm sorry. The, the other lawsuit was $650 million. This is $500 billion. Yeah, $500 billion is enough. $500, $500 billion. Do I want to know how I get my share? Oh, you're right. $500 billion. I said $500 million. No, it's not $500 million. It's $500 billion. All I want to know is how I get my share and, and how I can get enough of a share so I don't have to, uh, I don't know, wear pants again. If I get a, a share of it... Free Applebee's on me. Is that right? Yeah. Does that, does that include the mozzarella sticks? Anything for you, Tony. Hot diggity. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. If you're a cigar smoker, like, like we are, you got to be very aware of what's going on with the FDA. That's the Food and Drug Administration. I'm Tony Katz. That is Fingers Malloy. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke on Instagram. 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 See, I'm already thinking about <laughs> drinking. Uh, Instagram, you find us at Eat, Drink, Smoke podcast. So with the FDA, there has been a real problem for cigar manufacturers 
to the point where if this stuff is allowed to happen, you're going to find cigar manufacturers go out of business and you will find local cigar lounges that go out of business. And this has to do with a couple of things, specifically how it is that the cigar manufacturer gets approval for cigars. So when, when they go to, to, let's say, blend a cigar, right, they have, pick the, the tobacco they want and they create a blend. And they might make it in different Vitolas. So Vitola is, is the shape, right? Different lengths, different ring gauges, things like that. Different, you know, the, with a, the pyramid kind of shapes or those torpedoes, whatever the case may be. What the FDA started playing around with was the idea that for each and every shape, not blend, but each and every shape of cigar, even if it's the same blend of tobacco, you have to create a new application. We're talking about government applications here. We're talking about tens of thousands, if not into the hundreds of thousands of dollars for the creation of one blend in four different sizes. That puts cigar manufacturers out. Only the biggest of the biggest survive. It's a disaster. So there was a deadline, right, that cigar manufacturers had to submit uh, documentation to the FDA for pre-market approval to keep their products on the market. That was September 8th, 2020. So like a month from now, that got delayed uh, from August in 2018 to August 2021 originally. Then it got moved up to May 12th, 2020. <laughs> then it got moved up to September 8th. Got delayed again, I should say, yeah. to September 8th. Now what the FDA is saying is that it is planning on allowing premium cigar companies to avoid the deadline on a case-by-case basis. I don't even know what that means. So some companies get to not have this issue, and some do. And then again, they're not so completely sure. The Department of Justice is sending uh, letters to, to, you know, um, to, to judges saying you have to outline this proposed plan because we got to be able to, to figure it out. The reason you need to know about this is because if you're a cigar smoker and you've got a local cigar lounge that you love and adore, yeah, very possible that place has nothing left to sell. That place goes under. Right. The entire cigar world changes, and you have to be all over your congressperson and your senator. You have to be all over them in order to get this done because if not, I mean, it's, it's just absolute positive disaster for the industry. It's bureaucrats gone wild. That's what it is. And it, I, I don't even know from, from looking at a story like this, and we've covered this in the past about what the FDA is doing. I'm not even sure if the people who are in charge of coming up with these regulations know anything about cigars at all and, and, and premium cigars. But we've talked about in the past how the FDA is trying to uh, regulate all tobacco products and not even tobacco products when you go into vaping under one umbrella and, and, and treat them all the same. When clearly premium cigars, it, it's, it's a completely different animal than cigarettes and vaping. Oh, my gosh, yes. And that's what they do. They think of it all as one thing. They say smoking. You know, it's when they said you weren't allowed to smoke a cigarette within like eight feet of a doorway. And then they said, oh, yeah, you're also not allowed to vape within eight feet of a doorway. <laughs> Vaping is not smoking cigarettes. Very different thing. But they wanted to the, the attack on smoking continues 
So they want to just go down the road and try and prevent anybody from doing anything. Now, there have been things that they've gone after. Most recently, it was warning labels. They wanted warning labels the size of your face on <laughs> cigar boxes. That got thrown out this year. Two different courts threw that out. Uh, they wanted to place a ban on packaging changes. That got thrown out in 2016. So there have been these kinds of assaults, if you will, on cigars, and they have been thrown out. And certainly, if you can create a situation where the, the FDA is kind of forced into a delay until they've done all their research or whatever paperwork they've got to do, what you can find is this can delay for a great number of years. That's very, very worthwhile. What really has to happen is that the separation of cigars and cigarettes has to exist, and really not cigars, premium cigars. Right. So here are, here are the arguments that you can make with your friends and with others who say, well, it's smoking and it's going after kids. No cigar, no premium cigar targets kids. It doesn't happen. A group of 16-year-olds never come into the cigar lounge <laughs> looking to buy a pack of cigars. Right. I did the air quotes. Did you see it? It's just not the same thing. There's also a science conversation and a health conversation, and I would never argue that there isn't a detrimental possibly detrimental or partially detrimental, but it's a question of how many cigars you're smoking. You don't inhale a cigar. Remember, there's toasting the palate. That's really what you're trying to do with a cigar. Get it all around and get it, let it hit those certain areas. But then it's exhaled. It's never inhaled. So the, 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 the science on what it does to the body, there, there is no data. There is no data to make a point to. You can't argue that a cigar affects you the same way as a cigarette. That's just not fact. There is no data to back that up whatsoever. So you're not targeting children. You're not marketing to children. You know, you're not putting the tricks bunny on on a, on a cigar you label. A, you don't get a prize in a nope. cigar box. No, no, and it's <laughs> uh, Cracker Jack smokes. Uh, and uh, the the other part is there's no scientific data to move somebody on the health side. So the FDA has to be told that you can't lump these things together. That's you talking to your local congressman. And may I say, it doesn't matter if your local congressman is a Republican or a Democrat. Right. It doesn't matter if your senator is a Republican or a Democrat. Because what this is about, not it's not only about small business, where you live, this is about international trade. Honduras, Nicaragua, the Dominican, these third world nations that get a chance to thrive. People get jobs, civilization builds and grows because of these things. So there is a, a massive amount of places. And you can even make the immigration conversation argument, which I think is a really interesting one. If there are more jobs in Esteli, in Nicaragua, more people stay in Esteli, in Nicaragua. Or they stay in where Honduras, where some of these cigars are, or really the tobacco is really starting to, to come from. You got to get on it. You got to stay on it. You have to wonder if you know we've we've talked to we talked to Rocky and Nish Patel, for example, and when we were at that cigar trade show at Burn um, in in Indianapolis, cigar you, lounge yeah, run by Rocky Patel. You you got, you got a sense that the guys that are in the cigar business they treat it like a big family. So in certain instances, when it comes to other business. You, you see, like, the big dogs actually like stuff like that because it'll squeeze the middleman or squeeze the small producers out. But I don't feel like in this situation 
the big dogs and cigars will do that because they kind of look at it as one big family. So I'm hoping that you're going to see more pushback from everybody. Well, I think it's, of- it's a bottom line conversation, right? So even, I do think that the family part is true. I do think that they do very often work together. But even the big guy versus the small guy, it's still an unreasonable cost conversation. And like anything, uncertainty breeds uncertainty. And so if you say, okay, you don't have to do it by September 8th, we'll push it down to, to March of 2021. Well, now we got to go back to this thing in March of 2021. So now am I, am I forcing lines to come out that aren't ready <laughs> so I can have the blend right. out to say that I had it out so I don't have... Like, that's not... Cigars are art, and it's not a way to treat artists, and it is art. Hand-rolled cigars and what these blenders do and, 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 and how they come up with the blends and what they're trying to get from you, that's, that's got to be treated as, as such. And it is, it is a remarkably worthy, worthy fight. So even if you're apolitical, this isn't about your politics. This is about you being able to exercise a level of freedom and a level of rights and it's about your favorite cigar lounge being in business i support that i hope you support it this is eat drink smoke eat drink smoke where we eat the fine food drink the fine bourbon and smoke the fine cigars so when luciano sat down with us at burn cigar lounge in indianapolis indiana he said yeah i got some things for you to try this is eat drink smoke tony katz of fingers malloy luciano the dreamer Luciano Dreamer from Crowned Heads. Uh, we've been trying some of his cigars, and of course, Luciano, longtime uh, cigar maker, making a lot of blends for a lot of uh, the, the companies you know and love, and cigars that you smoke, and is now working with Crowned Heads, which makes, to, for me, some of the most wonderful cigars. The, the, the Las Calaveras, which is an, an annual that they do, but the J.D. Howard, I'm a big fan of, of, of the Mule Kick and he says, now you got to try this Lancero. I have long been a huge fan of the Lancero, that long, thin cigar. Some people consider it dainty. It is, it's the wrong way to think of it. Flavor is in the, the wrapper. And with the Lancero, you get a lot more of that wrapper. And I took the first puff, and I said to Luciano, who's sitting right here, what is that first note you get? And he said, for me, basil. Now, I've never had anybody describe to me a cigar as basil before. But then he said, and then I get some caramel. The caramel is where I am at and making me think I have a lot more work to do within my own learning uh, about uh, cigars. But first, to this idea of the Lancero. Um, I think uh, there, there are a, a few Lanceros that I enjoy. Uh, Lafleur makes some Lanceros that I really and truly enjoy. This style, this this size of cigar, which isn't as popular in America as maybe other places, to me it has an allure. What is the Lancero to you? Why did you choose for the Dreamer to 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 go with this Vitola? The Lancero is a is a very interesting size of cigar to work with. We only work with five leaves, so you have to really be careful how you build a Lancero. And there's two main. Let's start with the issues with Lancero and why why some people are sometimes discourage of, oh. uh, of smoking Lanceros. The, 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 main re- the, the first reason is the draw. Everybody complains about the draw and Lancero. Oh, sometimes it gets too tight. And there's a reason why. If you get, if you get a, a leaf and you see the shape of the leaf, of course, if you're using a, a, a long filler, a full leaf in a, in a Lancero, you notice that the shape of the leaf, uh, you have way less mass into the tip and the burning 
than at the center because the center the, the leaf is fatter it's it's bigger right so how do we and my the first challenge was how to kind of make sure that this is not a cigar that you're going to light up and it's going to mellow down immediately because as you know uh, a leaf has different strengths in itself so the the tip of the leaf is the strongest part of the leaf and then the the middle part is where you have more of the flavor and a li- and still with a little bit of strength but the tip of the leaf is extremely strong and the bottom of the leaf it's it's more mild uh, it still carries some flavor but much less than the center and the tip of the leaf so sometimes people smoke lanceros they are very satisfied with the first third and then it mellows down too much so what we did with this lancero we staggered two small ligeros uh, inside, So we have one where the tip is right here and one where the tip is right at the middle. So that creates consistency in, in, in flavor and strength. And also helps us with the construction because now I have way less chance to have any issue with the draw. Now, another very important point with the draw is that uh, my partner, Pichardo, he, he made this amazing invention. It's his actually invention. Uh, he built this needle that we attach to the draw machine. Usually, you cannot actually make a draw test in Lanceros, and that's why we have so many Lanceros that are plugged. In our factory, there's not one single Lancero that will go out of that factory that has not been draw tested. Therefore, our retailers will never have any issue with draw with, with this cigar. Oh, that's interesting. Because I'm, I'm thinking if I've ever had an issue with draw on a Lancero, now i got to think back and try some others and see... <laughs> How, how it stacks up and compares that the, just starting is ju- just uh, lit, lit up with this in, into the first third. Um, it is sweet. It was uh, for me, mm-hmm. you talk about caramel. For me, there was actually a bit of cocoa uh, that that came onto this. Uh, you know, we were smoking the Mil Dias, D-I-A-S, uh, meaning a thousand days, which is also you can get from Crown Heads. Um, this had a, a, a more flavor in terms of specific flavors. From from the very 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 uh, start, uh, we have when, this when, amazing sweet uh, uh, jalapa uh, in mm-hmm. here, which makes a lot of difference. Again, talking about uh, blending one more time, you are smoking a double lihero. I just told you there's two leaves of lihero right there. Now the lihero is completely rounded. It's aged. It's you don't feel in a front palate. You Before feel anything, elsewhere. define lihero for people. Well, lihero is. Uh, it's the most thick and has more concentration of nicotine and, uh, and everything else because it's right there at the top of the plant. Uh, the lijero is very close to the crown because that's where all the minerals are going to make the, the plant grow. So that's where it's rich, and, but it's very important for the strength. So a cigar is basically has, the leaves have four functions. So strength, which is usually found in Lijero and Viso. Flavor, that's more predominant in Viso. And Viso is exactly the leaf that's responsible for... It's like the... The middle of the plant. The the core, the middle of the plant, which is not thin as the volado, which is the bottom, or or thin as the the seco. But it's towards the bottom of the plant, but not the absolute bottom. It's like in between, but has a lot of uh, concentration of flavor. So that's the second function. The third function is combustion. And combustion can only be found in, in a few parts of the cigars. Of course, the binder is responsible for combustion. The wrapper is responsible for combustion. But mainly, the seco. Seco is a leaf that is fermented completely different than any other leaf. 
The fermentation of seco usually is between three to six months. And we try, in our effect, we try to use the least amount of seco in every cigar we produce, which is one of the, if you ask me, so what makes you different from other manufacturers is that we have this, uh, this culture of trying to use the least amount of seco and actually use more visa so we can play more with flavors. Okay. okay? But the seco is important too because the seco helps the combustion to be even. So if I light up a leaf of seco here in front of you, it's going to burn like this. Right, burn quick. Or a wrapper or, or anything like that. And uh, here's my friend right here coming. Oh, my God. Rocky Patel's stepping by. That's, and that's my Oh, daughter. my God. Rebecca, put her microphone up. Rocky Patel just bringing people over. Rebecca, how are you? I'm doing well. Um. <laughs> So wait, so wait, wait, wait. What is your connection to, to Luciano right now? Oh, I'm, I'm his daughter. So. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I've been so so now let's get your unbiased opinion here. Uh, for sure. Oh, your, your, your father uh, treated us to the Mil Diaz, now treating us to, to Luciano. Um, how long have you been smoking cigars with your dad? Probably a couple years now, I yeah. think. Two, two or so years. So were you involved in how this came together, the, the, the Luciano, uh, the Dreamer, the Lancero? I don't know if I was involved. I think my dad's always used our family as a sort of... Um, Guinea pig, you can say it. <laughs> tester, right? No, it's like always, the food tester in the royal court. He's always used us as a, a space to throw out his ideas, and I think that we've largely contributed to um, the core of what he wanted to translate through all of his cigars. I think that the idea behind The Traveler and The Dreamer has always been things that were near and dear to his heart that we also were, you know, led to always want to be a part of. You know, it's a story that affects all of us. This <laughs> crowned heads with Luciano uh, of, of Ace, uh, the Mil Diaz as well, D-I-A-S. Look for that. Also, at your local tobacconist, this is Eat, Drink, Smoke. So I don't want to change gears from, from the bourbon or from the cigars back to the bourbon, but I have to. Because be on the lookout for September, which is National Bourbon Heritage Month. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That is Fingers Malloy. Because we are going to be all over bourbon in the month of September. We're going to have the distillers. We're going to have everybody who knows way more than us <laughs> about bourbon. Kind of breaking it down. Things you need to know. Things you should be on the lookout for. And if you're new to it, don't worry uh, about it. And thrilled so many people on, on Facebook, facebook.com slash eat, drink, smoke, and on Twitter, go eat, drink, smoke, have been sending us questions. We're going to start answering those questions, so be on the lookout for that as well. But September, National Bourbon Heritage Month, we are going to get to it. And, and one of the things going on is that the Kentucky Bourbon Festival is going virtual again because of coronavirus. I mean, people have been doing virtual uh, Kentucky bourbon festivals since coronavirus started in the privacy of their of their basement, right? I've been doing many virtual bourbon festivals, uh, uh, let's say every Friday on Zoom calls with my friends around the country. I mean, that, that, that's what so much of what Zoom is now, right? 95% right. of it is just people doing happy hours with their friends across the country. So, I mean, this is Bardstown. This is, you know... Like, like, like a home of, of bourbon, for sure. October 15th to the 18th. So it is the Kentucky Bourbon Festival. They are going virtual. So you may want to check that out, but can't wait to really dig in on September and get with people who know good things. I like bourbon. <laughs> well, then you're on the right show. Fingers Malloy mm -hmm. texts me the weirdest thing I've ever seen. 
And he's like, what do you think of this? So I'm going to... You're right with if I read it to everybody? <laughs> no? Th- that could have gone in a way different direction. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, go ahead. There's a whole study out that it turns out women don't like it when you send them unsolicited pictures of yourself naked. Right. But not your whole self, just the lower half self. Uh-huh. I needed a study to know this. I... I don't know if I've ever met somebody who has actually sent one of those photos. And if I did, I'd stop being their friend. Who wants that? Fingers. Uh, Fingers. What, Fingers. Females sending them to guys? Oh, no, no. no, no, no not, I didn't I ask just, you. No. I just flipped the script there. <laughs> I, no, I, I've never met a woman that has said, oh, you know what? I love when, right. when unsolicited uh, those photos. pictures slide into my DMs. Those pics. Yes. Get to, I, I, there's a study. I, the fact that you needed a study is just... Was it funded with a government grant? That's what I want to know because I need to get into the study. Because the Fingers Malloy <laughs> Institute of Institutes needs a government grant for that study. This was not what you sent me. Okay. What you sent me was from a middle school. And it was an assignment. Intermediate schools. This was fifth grade. Fifth, fifth, fifth grade. Fifth grade. It's virtual room tour Zoom meeting. And that's what it says in big colorful writing. And it says, students, welcome back for another wonderful school year. At our Zoom meeting, you will give us a tour of your favorite room in your house. It could be your bedroom, your basement, your garage, etc., Follow the directions below to help you prepare. Here, here, here they are. You choose a room, and then you have to be ready to share and answer some questions to help us learn more about you. Be prepared to share. Here are the three things. Why the room is your favorite. Some things in the room that you like. Anything else that's fun or interesting about the room that you'd like to share. And your tour must last no longer than 60 seconds. So the question before the house is, what the hell is this? And why is it? Was this an assignment yes. that a kid got? This was an assignment that a kid got. Teachers are struggling right now with these virtual classrooms, come up with ways to make a connection with their students. So this was posed as, hey, you know what? This is a getting to know you session. Uh, we're, you're going to be with your classmates. You're doing this in front of everyone in the class. Which brings up a whole other bunch of issues about peer pressure and you know kids, privacy. Kids, uh, you know, kids comparing what they have versus the other people. <gasps> I had not considered that. There's that. There's the privacy issue that you mentioned. Uh, to me, that is incredibly disturbing. That someone would look at that and say, "This is a good idea." This is creepy as all get out for a couple reasons. First. Male teacher, female students. Mm-hmm. Oh, let me sh- show me what's in your room. Any teacher, sh- and by the way, it goes the other way: female teacher, male students. Absolutely. Show me what's in your house. That's odd. That's strange. And, and immediately, uh, finger sends this to me, and and I and I respond to him. Um, they checking up on kids? <laughs> Tell me that's not what this is. They don't have the kids in the classroom. Right, because some schools are just straight virtual. Some are hybrid. Some are going back. Some are this all virtual thing. And is this is this schools checking up on kids to make sure everything is okay at home? It sure feels like it could be. I mean, they're struggling with this virtual classroom. They are they're still making kids abide by 
dress code and you can't be laying in your bed while you're on the Zoom call. I, I know of a, a student in uh, a school that my kid goes to that they were called out. Their parents bought this really nice sitting desk that they could sit in their bed and the teacher called them out <laughs> saying you can't be in bed. Well, we can't make an assumption that every family can set up a desk in a bedroom for their kids. You know, some parents, there, there still are families that have five or six kids, sure. you know, and you can't make every bedroom uh, like a classroom setting. And yet. the kitchen table might not be the appropriate place for it. They may not have a dining room. All these kinds of things. Now, I will say on the dress code stuff, I believe in that. I do my morning radio show on WIBC in Indianapolis, right? So I host a morning show locally, then I host a syndicated midday show five days a week, and then, of course, we get to do Eat, Drink, Smoke, which is the greatest thing ever in the history of mankind. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad you're listening. Thank you, by the way. We've been growing huge. It's because of you. Really, really appreciate it. I work from home. I do the show from home. I've got a studio set up. I get dressed every single morning, button-down shirt, and, 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 of course, pants, sometimes slacks, sometimes jeans, absolutely, and then, and then go into the studio. I get dressed every single morning. Why are you looking at me like that, Fingers? Well, that amazes me because, you know, I have my own show that I do in Michigan on the weekends, um, and I do it from my home studio. Uh, anything, <laughs> anything goes, Tony. <laughs> anything goes. I think it sets, I think it sets the mind. You got you to take it seriously. So the idea that you can't be wearing pajamas or anything else... I'm okay with that. You want to see around my house? That's invasive. That's creepy. This, look, everyone's going to see this differently. This is the kind of thing that I think you fire a teacher for. You, the administration should be, should be brought to task for even thinking this is remotely okay. Well, and pa- my parents also have to check in on their kids. There have been complaints that you know, students like boys are laying in their bed without their shirt on, with their feet with their phone above their head during class. Check in on your kid if they're in a virtual yeah, classroom. Yeah. No, no. But but that's like rational stuff. Right. That's smart rational stuff. I mean, oh, they're just they're just in there. You got to check. They're home. You got to check. That's 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 parenting, right? Right. Do you want a tour of my house? The answer is no. The answer is no. And and I would be the first person to be like, yeah, we're not doing this. We, g- 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 give my kid an F. Totally cool. I'm curious. If, uh, if this has happened to you, find us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Eat, Drink, Smoke. Eat, Drink, Smoke, your cigar, bourbon, foodie, radio extravaganza. I'm Tony Katz. That is Fingers Malloy. We've got ourselves the Barrel Dovetail. This from Barrelcraft Spirits. 124 proof, finished off in those rum and, and, and port, and what was it, the, the Cabernet wine cast. It's got this insanely cool sweetness with the molasses, dark fruit flavors, uh, but it is a high-octane <laughs> drink. Really, something else definitely worth the try, and the Luciano Dreamer. Oh. The Luciano Dreamer is just... Are you okay, Fingers? It... Are you okay, I, I, I It may be my favorite cigar right now. It's that. It is indeed that good. I'm Tony Katz. That's Fingers Malloy. Let us get to the news of the week. Tony, Colombian officials say they have arrested two Florida men. Florida men, Tony. Right. Two Florida men wanted in the U.S. on Never charges. Never starts off well if you start with <laughs> two guys from Florida. <laughs> no. Sorry, uh, Florida. We love you. 
they we'll arrested, a visit. They arrested two Florida men wanted in the U.S. on charges. They illegally sold a bleach-like chemical as a miracle cure for the new coronavirus and other diseases. So these two guys, as I know the story, like they've tried to do this with other stuff. Like they've tried to market this product that they've got in all sorts of ways. To go down to if 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 you want to go to somebody who's got some kind of backroom cure or whatever, you want to take it, man. Personal responsibility. Go live your your life. You know what I mean? Uh, there are people who take baths like utilizing Clorox, right? Yeah, they all they all made fun of Trump. But there are people who've done that. They take baths yeah. and bleach. It's weird stuff. I do not do not condone it. I am not supporting it. Please don't blame me if anybody does it. There is not enough jail time for these two dudes because you know that they were just they were just lying through the skin of their teeth and trying to take advantage of people, telling them, oh, we've got the cure for coronavirus. People died, right? Yes. And they were calling it their miracle mineral solution, which was chlorine dioxide. That's and not a miracle mineral solution. This, what this reminds me of, this sounds like a story from like the 1800s where somebody would come in the uh, horse-drawn carriage and say, try my miracle tonic and right. cure the gout. <laughs> you don't know what you're drinking, but be like, oh, it's a miracle tonic. This is, this is the definition of snake oil salesman. Yes. There is not enough jail time. It is, it is the, worst, the worst of humanity when we see it. And you kind of wonder, like, it's like who still at this stage falls for the Nigerian prince <laughs> right. email scam? But people still fall for it. They will fall for anything. It's just, and it's, and it's not wrong because, oh, they went to Colombia and took advantage of people who didn't know. They were trying to take advantage of anybody who didn't know and knew they couldn't get away with it in the U.S. Right, and they're preying on desperate people who are scared of the coronavirus, legitimately scared. I mean, you've got people that are with uh, their immune systems are compromised that know that this virus is a significant risk to, to their to their life and you're, you're selling them, a, you're billing it as a miracle mineral solution it's, it's awful so it is so gross, seven people allegedly killed seven people not enough jail time, I'm thrilled I'm thrilled they caught them, it's just ugly as sin New York City's oldest beer garden, Tony, the Bohemian Hall in Astoria, Queens, has been shut down for violating health rules during the coronavirus see, pandemic. Now, see, I, I, I would love to get to the day where we don't have to do a coronavirus right? story. Because here's two examples of the worst of people. It's the worst of people if you go and try and sell somebody on a miracle cure. And it's the worst of people when we decide... That we have to shut down this, that, and the other. It's, it's exhausting, and it's happening all over. I mean, you've got, so you've got the New Jersey gym that's, that's fighting the state of New Jersey. New Jersey actually boarded up their, 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 their gym, their workout facility. They ripped the boards down <laughs> and said, we're staying open. We're up, for this. we're up for this fight. This isn't about whether or not you think coronavirus is real. I think it's real. I have no problem with wearing a, a mask. No problem with it whatsoever. But it's this idea that somehow people can't keep themselves safe. And I'm just, I have a hard time bringing myself to a place where I need some agency, some entity to keep us safe. Because that's, 
that that seems to take like the, the responsibility part away. And what happens if they're wrong? Right. What happens when you know they? The, w- there are people who are going to say, "Well, now you need a national mask mandate," or "Oh, we need to shut everything down again." We pay no attention to all the damage that does it, mental health damage and, and financial damage to people, livelihoods, and things like that. It's it doesn't make sense. People of their own volition, right? You might disagree with it. I don't, I'm not saying that you can't. It's okay to disagree with it. You won't go out and do it. That's fine. No one should force you to. But some people of their own volition, they want to. I don't know why I, I don't know why I'm telling them that they can't, and why I'm closing places down. I think we have been very clear over the past several weeks that we take this virus very seriously. I've got a, a family member who's been in the hospital for a month, was in intensive care on a ventilator. They just pulled her off a ventilator. This is very wow. serious. But if we're having mask mandates throughout the United States, governors signing executive orders, mayors signing executive orders, if we're being forced to wear a mask via governor, uh, government mandate, then you need to open everything up. That's my opinion. Yeah, because shouldn't the mask, if you're wearing the mask, shouldn't that be enough, right? If that's the thing that now is going to keep everybody safe, well, then that's the thing that's going to keep everybody safe. So now it's a mask and you're not allowed to, to, to gather, these people get together, they're friends at the same table. You know, they're friends at the same area. It's like, you know, you see a lot of bars where oh, you're not allowed bar seating. Well, if I space things apart, can I still have bar seating? No, you can't sit at the bar. Now we're not being serious because now we're not engaged in any level of science, social distancing conversations. We're saying that being in one spot in a restaurant is not okay, but being in another spot in a restaurant is okay. We see it. That's odd. That doesn't work. You and can't get people to buy in. And it's it's very odd that the whole mass conversation when it comes to bars, how and, and restaurants, how it's being sold to the American public. Okay, when you walk into the restaurant, you have to wear a mask, and once you get to the table, you can take it off. And then once you you know leave the table, say you have to use the restroom, you have to put the mask back on. Right. So you're walking through the restaurant, the mask is on. You're sitting down at the table, the mask can be off. These are very strange times, Tony. And so the the follow up to that is New York. It's always it's always like a New York yeah, right, story. Right. It really is. Um, they've started task forces. Right. They've started task forces uh, that include the state police and the state liquor authority to engage compliance checks. I'm creeped out. I am, I can't. I cannot bring myself to find a way where this is somehow for the good of the people. This is this is like everything we're not supposed to do in America. A completely un-American way to do things. Now I get when people say, "Man, this this, this virus is so spreading." Can we be honest that scientists and doctors have absolutely no idea what's going on? Like, we're to the place, New Zealand. New Zealand was in lockdown for, like, 75 days straight. And they had not had a new case of coronavirus in 102 days. And then all of a sudden, they've got four cases. They now have 17 cases. They were in the lockdown. Lockdowns you could not possibly imagine. Australia uh, is now in that, in that place of lockdowns. It's very clear that we're not 100% sure what's going on. We don't understand how this thing spreads and moves. And what I'm starting to get the vibe on from America is they're saying, all right, 
if the objective was to not overwhelm hospitals, this flatten the curve thing, we did that. Yep. We're going back to our lives, and we'll deal with it as it comes. We're going to wash our hands, and that's, and that's all there is to it. We're just going to deal with it. But the, the I don't know if it's the powers that be, because I see it from every party, right? It doesn't matter if you're on the left or on the right. Like, they're still in this place of, no, you can't open, no, only this. I, I, don't, I think America is, is done. I think America's exhausted by what they're saying. In New York, 162 violations over the past week. New York can uh, be fined up to $10,000, uh, and you can have your liquor license Right. Revoked. They totally take away your, your livelihood. If we don't have an answer, the answer can't be, well, we got to keep shut down until we have an answer. Right? Just just thinking about how you live your life, that, that doesn't seem to be a way to live your life or anybody to live their life. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. The people of Texas can get free burgers. And I know what you're saying, Fingers Malloy. Why aren't we in Texas? Exactly. I don't know. I don't know. It is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Tony Katz of Fingers Malloy. Uh, make sure you download the podcast. You subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Eat, Drink, Smoke. What a burger. Which, according to Texans, is the greatest burger that ever existed, and we are about to hear it. Everybody listening to us on KSEV in Houston is going to be saying yes or no, and there's going to be war on our social media pages on Facebook, (laughs) Eat, Drink, Smoke, Twitter, Go Eat, Drink, Smoke. What they're doing is they're celebrating their 70th birthday with a giveaway. They're offering a buy one, get one free on their original Whataburger, but it only works... If you have the Whataburger app and you order online, I think it, I, I think uh, for, for all you uh, Texas folk, fine people, I think it ends uh, this weekend. I think you're in the end of it. It's, it's going to last through Sunday. I, I am a full disclosure. I have never had a Whataburger. You never had a Whataburger? I haven't. I have not done enough traveling to Texas. But uh, when I was there, I've been, I've been there, I think, twice. Uh, no, 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 that's not true. I've been there a couple times because I've done South by Southwest, but I never really left like the, 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 the main drag. Right. Iron Cactus is, is where I was there in, in, in Austin, uh, but I've never done it. I've never had a Whataburger. Have you had? Oh, yes. I've been to several Texas uh, conferences, and when you go to a conference, a lot of times, uh, you know, you stay at the conference hotel. You're right. You don't leave and do much, but we made a Whataburger run. It's a fine burger. I enjoy it. I, only, I really, only a fine burger. It's a fine burger. I, hold, it's, hold, on, it hold on a second, fingers. What I'm doing, guys, is I'm trying to see how much trouble I can get nope. fingers below in. Listen, we're all over he, Texas. Well, we're in Houston. We're in Abilene. We're in Lubbock. We're, we're, we're taking Texas by storm. I don't want to anger the fine people. Hold of Texas. on a second, fingers. Yes. He's trying to make up for the fact that he doesn't like Whataburger. I there, said Texas. it was. It's a fine burger. Fingers Malloy on Twitter. If you want to send him anything, <laughs> go go right ahead. Go right. Oh, I'm sorry, fingers. You were saying it's a fine burger, but while I was eating it, it wasn't a religious experience for me. Hold That's on a second, all I was fingers. Going with. Can you believe he said it wasn't a religious <laughs> experience? My gosh, if you do, if you do not burn him on social media, what good are you? My gosh. So what you were saying, it's fingers? A more. Fine burger. At least I had one, Tony. I made the effort. <laughs> Unlike you, hanging out at South by Southwest and you didn't have a... You want a road trip? You want a road trip down to, to Houston to get a Whataburger? Okay. You see, that's my problem. If I'm road tripping down to Texas. Now, you know that we, we often record at Blend Bar Cigar in Indianapolis, mm-hmm. Indiana. Great, great hosts uh, for us, BlendBarCigar.com. They have a location in Houston. We're on the air 
in Houston. We can we can do this. They actually have a party bus which hasn't been banned yet. You know Nashville banned party buses? I saw that. And then the party buses tried to, tried to move into some of the suburbs of Nashville and then they banned the party buses. We could head down just a weekend. Just a weekend, no sleep, 9,000 cigars, 12 bottles of bourbon. We and could 30 do this. Whataburgers. <laughs> 30 Whataburgers. Boom. We're on the way back. It's our version of the Cannonball Run. Can we make it from Indianapolis to Houston with with, with 30 Whataburgers and then come back, and will any of the Whataburgers remain? If you had 30 Whataburgers, would they make it on the trip back? No. <laughs> no. But, but how, how smart is this? Because the deal only works if you get the Whataburger app. Yeah. Now, I, I have become a lover of, of apps. So I don't go to Dunkin' Donuts, for example, for uh, donuts. I do go for the coffee. I grew mm-hmm. up in Jersey. And Dunkin' Donuts coffee it was great coffee. I was, and I wasn't even a coffee drinker as a kid or in my 20s, really in, in, into my 30s. Um, but, but they do great coffee. I have, when I'm at conferences, I have the Starbucks app. And I try not to drink Starbucks. I know. I lost them as a sponsor. Okay. I'm willing to, <laughs> I'm willing to live with it. I don't think they were coming on board anyway. Um, not my favorite coffee. But I do an Americana uh, from them, which is espresso and, and, and hot water. Right? Um, it, just, it does make life easy, and if they're going to give me the, the free this or the free that, I'm going anyway. I might as well just do it on the app, and then you go through the drive-thru. It's already there for you. It is, it is super easy. But, yeah, this is how you drive people to downloading oh. your app and, and utilizing the tool. And people don't realize the kind of deals you get on these apps. I use the McDonald's app all the time, and I open it well, up. That's just sad. <laughs> oh, by the way, let's play our favorite game. What did Fingers Malloy eat today? Nobody has a worse diet than oh, Fingers this is Malloy. Gonna break, this is going to break your heart. What? I switched over to the Atkins diet. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Is this a rerun? <laughs> yeah, it is a rerun. that gets said every yes, three it, weeks. It is, it is a rerun. I've done it several times, but I'm already down uh, seven pounds in five days. Uh, today, no bread. Uh, oh, no, no carbs. No, 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 no. Bread. I found a bread from Aldi that is zero net carbs, and it's fantastic, and it doesn't spike your blood sugar. You know how I know that? Because a YouTuber... <laughs> you want to talk the keto people are so dedicated this keto person who has a keto channel said i'm going to find out if this spikes my blood sugar she tested her blood sugar five times over three hours before she had the bread ate the bread and then tested it hourly her blood sugar didn't spike having the bread now let that's, just, dedica- that's dedication may i just remind people do not take medical advice from us <laughs> at all in any way shape or or form uh, you'll give me the name of the bread. I'll try it. Uh, now, I don't. I don't eat bread just because it 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 beats me up, and it has for years, right? Mm-hmm. And I didn't. There was a time I didn't realize, and I'd keep eating. I'd be like, "Why do I feel so bad? Why it feels like I'm in pain?" I stopped uh, over a decade ago. You know, I have quite literally two slices of pizza a year. Oh my gosh, a year! Ugh. I know. I sh- I should be nine heart, and a half pounds. My heart breaks for you. Uh, God really said to me, "How do I screw with this one?" <laughs> oh, I know. We'll make them do everything right, and it'll still be a size 38 pant. So I had a sirloin steak this morning for breakfast. That's brilliant. Good for you. Sirloin steak for breakfast. For lunch, I had two thick salami sandwiches on a zero-carb bread with provolone cheese, mustard, and mayonnaise. Zero net carbs on those sandwiches. And like I said, I've lost seven pounds in you know five days. It, Science, it melts, people. It melts off. But, I, but the problem is, after about a week... 
I will look at a donut and I'll start getting the shakes. <laughs> With I never, it's, I it's never crazy. feel that way whatsoever. Like if I have a good meal, I I don't get dessert. Of the, I I don't miss it. it just. It doesn't move me that way. I don't it's know. not that I don't love a good dessert, just I don't get moved by it. I don't know if you want this to become a little part of the show, tracking my, my adventure. I found <laughs> this ice cream. Okay. Halo Top? No. Oh, because Halo Top. Rebel. Rebel yes. ice cream. The peanut butter cup from Rebel is excellent. I had cherry chip ice cream the other day. I ate the whole pint, six <laughs> grams of net carbs in the you're entire pint. You're still not supposed to do in that. In the entire pint. I ate it six net carbs, and I'm losing weight. Halo Top does do a very low-carb uh, banana cream pie. That's very good. Is it ice cream? No, it's not ice cream. Don't oh, ever kid yourself. This stuff was ice cream. It's not ice cream. It was it's ice not cream. ice cream. It was ice cream. It's good. Oh, I like Rebel. I've done the peanut butter cup. I will do it again. I'm just saying, it's not ice cream. Now, I have a financial question for you. By the way, do not take financial advice from this show ever. Do you, do you trade stocks? Do you have, like a, 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 for lack of a better word, a stock portfolio? Yeah, right now it's uh, DeLorean. Oh, really? Enron. Uh, there are a few I, I'm dabbling in. They're going to make a comeback. No, I do not. I, I have uh, a guy who, who takes care of that for me. So Dave Portnoy is Barstool Sports. And Dave Port- Portnoy has turned himself into a fascinating character and somebody people seriously follow. And, and what he has built over Barstools is, is exceptional. Well, during the shutdowns, he started day trading because to him it was like gambling. And he got people to follow him everywhere. The report from the New York Post is that Portnoy lost close to seven figures on a stock called Remark. I am not endorsing it. I'm not, not, I don't know anything uh, uh, about it. He picked this stock. It cost him almost a million. And all I'm saying is I want to be in the place where something costs me almost a million dollars. And I go, huh, that's <laughs> oh, a bad day. And then just go back to what? Ever nonsense it is that I'm doing. Right. That's that's the absolute dream. The story isn't that he lost almost lost a million dollars. Is that it was just like oh okay, holy cow. Is he now? He claims he's worth a hundred million. You think Portnoy from Barstool is worth a hundred mil, or is that based on a valuation of what Barstool a, is? Yeah, that's what it is. Right. I'm not doubting the. I'd love to do that interview, man. He'd be a fun, good interview to do because like I, I appreciate. The, the fearlessness. I appreciate just getting, I'm creating this. I'm doing this. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm just walking through the walls. There is something solid to that attitude. I would love to speak to him. It is the Dovetail from Barrel, Barrel uh, Whiskey. Check that out. And Luciano the Dreamer Cigar. Try it. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. <laughs> <laughs> 